Welcome to The Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs Wu, and my darling friend. <sighs> Hello, I'm Mrs Berry. And welcome to our new listeners as well. Yes. Yes. I know. Every week we just seem to attract hordes and hordes of hot, cranky women. I know. Welcome. I wonder, wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe something to do with the name of our podcast. <laughs> they get a big rude shock, don't they, when, <laughs> when we just go into musical trends. <laughs> or anal sex. Well, you know, yeah, there was a lot of that last week. I must apologise. Or well, the week before. week before. Yes, we had a week off last week. How dare you? I know. How dare you? A few people you? were quite shocked about the amount we talked about that. But I just reckon you've got to put this stuff out there because the more you talk about it, the more you take the, the, um, uh, the taboo out of things. Yes. And well, there was no mysteries left unsolved last time. <laughs> I must be set. Hey. Beautiful day in Sydney today. I hope you're well where you are. Our Melbourne listeners are slowly St. Kilda people. Did you see yesterday? Are they just all back on the beach? Yeah. And getting pissed and like, anyway, mustn't grumble. But mustn't grumble. Jesus, what are we going to do today then? That's all I grumble, grumble, grumble. That's all I've been doing. I actually said to, I actually said to Miss Wood before that all I have been doing in what feels like you know, the last, I think it's actually the two weeks since I saw you. Yeah. I think maybe we need the weekly hit to then get us through the next week. Recalibrate. Because from the last time we recorded to today, I have just been this steady, gentle decline into just fucking cunts at everyone. Muttering <laughs> it at everyone. Fucking cunts. Fucking, you should see me in the traffic on the way here. Sweet baby cheeses. What is wrong with Sydney drivers? There's just too many of them. There's too many of them. And I just want to put this out there and anyone who knows anyone who travels anywhere near the northern beaches in Sydney, can you please point out to them that on the Wakehurst Parkway, Here the we go. speed limit is 80. It's a limit, not a goal. It's a <laughs> limit. Go 80. I can't tell you, you get stuck behind someone just poodling along at 60 and it takes all of my strength to not just ram into the back of them and drive them off the road and get going on my way. <laughs> Okay, so we're five minutes in. We've covered the weather. We've covered your road rage. There's one final thing I do need to say about that. You know how in our last podcast I had my rant about golf courses? Oh, my gosh. And how clearly, hashtag influencer. It's amazing. uh, It's been everywhere. When I was driving here today and I'm coming up Spit Hill and this uh, blue Subaru Forester cuts me off and, you know, so... uh, Hashtag fucking cunts. <laughs> and then they've got a they've got they've got a sticker on the back of their car. Just one sticker. I'm just gonna show this to Mrs. Woog now. <laughs> <laughs> the one sticker on the back of this car that cut me off says save Warringah Golf Course from destruction. <laughs> Okay, for those who are new, last week, uh, two weeks ago, uh, Mrs. Berry went on a rant about golf courses and how they are the bastion of white privilege. Yes. And um, since then, and if you are a journo and you're listening to this and you're, you're minding us for content, just <laughs> acknowledge us. Just say, I I, there's a little shout out. Just, just, you know, fling us a bit of love. Yeah. Because we know you're there. Because who, and that's what just, journalist isn't minding us for content? That's just manners. It is just manners. Always acknowledge your sources. I know. And because, you know, on the Facebook page, sometimes journalists will contact me and say, oh, this person put up this post. Can I contact them? And I'm like, yeah, you can. Thank you for asking, A, and B, be prepared to get told to fuck off because that's not what that page is there for. It is not there for that at all. No. 
I would like you to know that no journalist has contacted me about butt sex. <laughs> Which, you know, they should all just take a good hard look at themselves. Anyway, so yes. Uh, I must and say, can I just say, speaking of butt sex. Save Warringah Golf Course from destruction. Destruction! No. We're, like, seriously, where are we? This is not... Uh, we're not in the middle of the Syrian civil war. It's not destruction. It's repurposing for a better use. I've been um, sorry. To oh my God, why the fuck are we talking about golf courses? <laughs> We're again? not. Uh, I'm even getting hot. Um, I was uh, at a little township called Bigger for the Week, and mm. I did laugh because they did have a golf course which was just paddocks. <laughs> and I thought you would like that. There was a couple of sheep on the golf course too. Oh. So there you go. Yeah, that's better. Um, so how was your week? Uh, really, actually, very productive. Very good. Um, very busy. I got back into the habit of getting up at five and working early, like getting a couple of hours done. And that really works for my mental health. Yes. I don't know why. It just, I get up, I get, you know, I sort of get two or three hours, even a bit more than that, just done, yeah. out of the way, yeah. in the bag. I'm much more sort of productive in the mornings. Come yeah. the afternoon, two o'clock, I need to have oh. a nap. Well, this is the thing. And then it means when I just sort of get distracted and just, am not that productive in the afternoons. It's like you did do four or five hours this morning unperturbed, undisturbed. So so that was quite good. Did actually mean there was a few nights of a sub-normal uh, early bedtime. Mm-hmm. I, I heard you were in bed at 6.30 last night. 6.30 and I was probably <laughs> asleep by – I would have been asleep by 7, 7.30. Old lady goals, mate. Old lady goals. Of course, it then did mean that this morning I woke up at 6.00. Just going, bing. Yeah, but it's Saturday, you know. But I got up. Guess what I did? Baked. Work. Oh, boring. <laughs> so oh, boring. And also, anyway. I wanted to just point out to everyone, you had a very important anniversary this week. I did. I did have an important anniversary. Yesterday was the six-year anniversary of the Wasband packing his life into six green garbage bags and taking the Xbox and the PlayStation and moving out. You know, I think the Xbox and the PlayStation is the thing that our listeners get more irate than anything else. Uh, well, Ash did put up, you know, a message yesterday going, Xbox, PlayStation, hashtag never forget. <laughs> so it was actually the weekend before, during the AFL Grand Final, that he said to me that he didn't love me anymore and that he didn't think it was worth going to counselling about. At that point, we'd been together for 23 years mm-hmm. and we had four children. Uh, it wasn't worth doing that. And, um, and yeah, and then he just sort of left. And then we somehow, I don't even know what happened in the ensuing days until the following Friday. So that was a Saturday, the following Friday, which was the long week, October long weekend. And he said he had to go away for the weekend because he needed some time to think. But that was actually a weekend away with the Scottish backpackers he worked at at the pub he was working at at the time in the Rocks. So that, I'm not sure there was very much thinking. There was probably a lot of drinking, and um, and then and he a did bit a of shagging. Oh yeah, I would imagine he was fucking ramming that wherever he could find a hole. Oh, and then Lord. he didn't come back on the Monday night. He didn't come back on the Tuesday night. I think I rang him on the Tuesday and just went, um, "Oh, what's happening? Like, where are you?" And then he was like, oh, I'm, I'll probably be home tomorrow if I can get a lift. And then he came back and, on the, and it must uh, he came back and, and he just went, yeah, I'm leaving. Oh, he just went straight up to our bedroom. And I, so I went up and I went, um, hi. He's like, oh, hi. 
And I said, um, so what's, what's happening? And he went, I'm leaving. And then I kind of went, oh, what about our, what about the boys? Like, what? Did you make him tell the boys? No, he didn't. He just disappeared. Fuck, what a week. So man. I had to, I was the one that sat them And they were little dinner. back then too. Well, you know, Grovey was seven. Yeah. Felix was 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Not even, no, not just 15, I guess. Nice one, dickhead. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, so I basically said that I, I count the, the 2nd of October as the sort of date because that was the Friday of the long weekend that he just left. And so I figure, no, I'm counting that day rather yeah. than, you know. And then when he got home and then he was like, oh, I'm leaving. And then it, he – and as he left, I said, well, I want the key. I want the house key. And he was like, well, I've got to come back and get my stuff. And I was like, yeah, you can knock. Oh. <gasps> And then he gave me the key and then he went out to his car and, and I went out after him and I went, is there someone else? And he went, no, no. And then he left. And then it must have been, I think it must have, I don't know how long after that it was that he then came back and got his six green garbage bags and the PlayStation and the PlayStation and the Xbox from his four boys, his four sons. And then what happened? And then you fell apart a little bit. Yes, and then we put you back together. <coughs> that's right. We did the emergency dumpling summit. Yep, with you and Ash and Steph and Gabs, Gabs. and Lisa, and Lisa, and then you, you and um, you bought me a beautiful pair of shoes. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought like new and shoes. Yeah, you just were like you need you need new shoes. And then and the key pieces of advice because a few women when I posted that on Insta this week. Yep. Um, a few women contacted me and said, "It's that's exactly where I'm at at the moment." Yeah, I know. That's why I thought it'd be a good and thing it's to just bring like, up. Oh my god! And and how has your life changed in those six years? Do you know that really, from the minute he left, everything got better. I know. And I didn't <laughs> even know. I mean. I, Things were hard. Like our life had always, like particularly since we'd had kids, it had always been hard. We never had any money. Um, he was always job to job. Like he never had, I never felt he was securely employed. My mental health just fell off the rails. And um, and then I really did have, when, with the psychosis that I had was when Grover was only like seven months old. and um, And so, and after that, like I really couldn't, work because of the anxiety and the just the headspace I was in and I hardly leave the house and um and so then but then there was a level of that as well where it was like I needed him to step up I needed him to to be the one the main breadwinner I needed him to really be an active and involved dad I needed him to fight for our family and I just never felt that he ever did that and so I think that was um, – and so um, when he left, well, that just evaporated because I couldn't ho- I couldn't want that anymore and mm. I couldn't be sad or angry well, that always, he wasn't meeting that expectation. Always, yeah, the expectation. Sometimes I think you set yourself up to fail. 
Yeah. If you're with the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought so, so much forever. of it was my fault. Yeah. You know, Liz. so I'd try to be better and I'd work harder and I'd try to, you know, I'd always try and keep him up. And whenever we'd go out as a family, he'd always seem to be really put out. And it was always, you know, he was always sort of this sort of energy drain. So I'd try and bolster him so oh. that then, you know, and, and I just... Um, and then I did the whole thing of like maybe he's not really connected with the boys and maybe he's not really engaged in the family because I'm so strong like because in terms of personality and 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 maybe he just can't be bothered or maybe I'm sh- like well, I make him feel bad or and you're gonna get through it so um so yeah so he left and obviously initially there was this real so so that component of it was I then, not only mentally was I just not able to go back into, say, a full-time salaried gig, leaving the house and all the rest. You had little boys. Was I knew if I did that, I was still going to be doing everything. Everything. At home. And that was, I think, the anxiety would then kick in because it would be like, there's actually not enough hours in the day. Yeah. For me to go out and do that and come home. Because and it do wasn't like he, he walked out and said, right, we're 50-50ing this gig. No. No, it never was, never did. Never, ever. Yeah. Never wanted them, never said he wanted them every weekend, every second weekend, never said he wanted them 50-50, never, ever did anything like that. Mm. So he comes over one night a week, he gets there at like four, five, and then he's gone by nine. And the the boy's relationship will hit with him will be what it will be. Yep. And... I'd but you work. have a really civil relationship with him too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean... Oh, because know, cause he did you the not, biggest fucking favour in the world. He gave me these four remarkable humans. But the other thing is, is, you know, it's so easy when you do separate from someone or you divorce I'm someone. I'm thinking of some of our readers who probably don't have a good relationship with their exactly. exes. Exactly. Which is totally think, normal too. And again, this is one of those things where I think, with as with so many life events... A divorce experience for someone is exactly that. Every single one is different. And if you're coming out of a household where there's been emotional or physical abuse or, you know, your partner has been having an affair or cheating on you or, you know, taking money or, you know, has an addiction or, you know, like, oh, my – like, I just can't even imagine the strength that you need to to navigate through that. (sighs) He – I think – really I think um marriage just wore out yeah and I can and I made a very conscious decision when it happened that I could either stay angry and bitter and hate him or I could go you know this is what it is and all I can now control is me and how I am and I don't actually want to be churned up by hate and anger no I, re- I i refuse to make them a core part of who i am she says after walking around all week calling people fucking cunts <laughs> um and so when he left that day and i took the key and he left and i actually was walking back down our side path and i felt my i felt this wash of relief wow and i actually remember going oh, i don't think you meant to feel that <laughs> Well, I think it's just your so subconscious letting it, yeah, go. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was my whole being that had been working Uncoiled. so fucking hard at this for so long. 
And the last nine months had actually been very difficult and he, I thought he was really severely depressed and he would come home, he wouldn't engage with the family, he wouldn't. So I think there was a level from that period of time that I just re- I relaxed from. But I kind of, you know when I was saying before about how I felt like I had to, uh, that I, I wanted him to fight for us and I never felt like he did. When he left, I didn't, I, there was, that didn't matter anymore. Mm. So all of that part of me that I guess was kind of grieving mm. that I didn't have the marriage and I didn't have the relationship I wanted or th- or thought I would have, but I was I'd made a commitment, so I was going to make it work. All of that just went and it just went right. Next chapter. You just got to it's it's you, you've just got to that's it. It's on you now. And it, that wasn't an onerous feeling. That was like I could let go of that part because I was still – I was already doing it all. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, how am I going to cope? You just had one, it less, was actually like, one less child to deal with. And my shrink said to me, Kim, you were always the, you were always the pilot on that boat. You know, the, you were always the captain on that boat. And he said – and um, and he but, was an anchor, but you were just dragging you were dragging. He did. He said <gasps> that you had an anchor just dragging that, slowing that boat down, and that anchor's been cut off now. And now you're just and look at you go. And he was right. You look different. Uh, yeah, you are different. Yep. And Rob said to me yesterday, and you're in love. Yeah, and I'm so loved. Yeah, and I have a partner who would who fights for all of us. Yeah, and wants to be a better human every day. Because of his family. Mm-hmm. And I have more discussions with him about the boys and where they're at and what should we do about that and how can we better handle that. Like I have more discussions with him in a week than I probably had in the entire marriage. Mm. We wish him well with his upcoming wedding. Yeah, and you know, this I know lots of people are just going, oh, what a dead shit or what a... He wasn't. He was just him, mm. and it wasn't. It just turned. You weren't it compatible. It just wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. Because he did make me laugh, and he still makes me laugh. Mm. And you know, he gave me these four boys. Oh my god! And so, and his fiance, she's just delightful. She's so lovely, and it's just like, why am I going to bear ill will? Mm. Like, what will come of it? Mm. Very grown up. It's so grown up. But you've always it? been quite emotionally developed. Yes. You have. Yes. And so, um, so yeah. You, and so I, what advice can you give to our beautiful listeners who might be going through something similar? Um, and even like worse, I could imagine. One of, yeah, well, you know, the ones, the ones who are, who are, you know, who are in a really bad, like, you know, spot, just, just seek out help wherever you can and do not be too proud and do not be too scared because you will be amazed who steps up and who helps you. And also I think Ooh. that if you do seek the help and you do speak out, you you actually become very powerful. Yeah. But I know that there's a lot of people whose confidence takes such a hard knock that you don't think it's ever going to get better. Yeah. But it will get better. But it does get better. And um, it would have been our 23rd wedding anniversary on the 11th of this month. Isn't that amazing? Mm. We were twenty three. So we were twenty three years together when he left, mm. and but it would be the twenty three year wedding anniversary yeah, this year. Yeah, about the same. Um, and just one other sad thing, <clears throat> which we will touch on before we move on to some merriment. Yes. Um, t- uh, we'd like to speak about a friend of ours called Tony Connolly. 
Now, Tony uh, did comms with Kim at Charles Sturt University and we all started in 1992 and he was diagnosed right at the end of last year with bowel cancer and spent 10 months fighting it and we lost Tony on Monday. And it's... He was funerals yesterday, which we couldn't go to because they had a only had a could have a hundred, but they did live stream it for us. And it's just really, you know, looking back on that group of friends, he was just the best person. He was just every no one ever said anything nasty about no. Tony Connolly. He was just he was friendly, he was outgoing, he was cheeky, he he was just a good guy. He was a good listener, a good hugger. But you know when you know when guys at that age, yeah, at nineteen, eighteen, yeah, are a good guy. Yeah, like bloody hell. Yeah, and I know that a lot of our friends, like Lockie and Sam, are overseas at the moment, and they were very close with him. But um, yeah, so just wanted to uh, say, fuck you, cancer. Yeah, you're an absolute disgrace, and that we are thinking of Mon and the boys, two little boys, and a beautiful family, and we're going to miss you, Tony. Yeah. And can everyone who um, gets their bowel testing kit in the mail, can you please go and do it? Just do it. Just do it. Um, yes, one more thing coming back to the divorce thing. One of our um, – one of my Insta fam, as I call them, said to me that she was – this is where she was at at the moment and she didn't think she would ever be thrown away. Wow. And it really stopped me. Like when I read it, I actually saw it and I just went, fuck. And I know it is so hard when it happens to – and it's a shock, like you haven't instigated it. Yeah. For that not to be your mindset. But she she hasn't been thrown away. She's been set free. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like that at the moment. But but – if you are in this sort of predicament, you have to back yourself. Mm. You just have to hold the course and back yourself. Dig deep, look up, keep going and back yourself. Wise words. Wise words. So I went bush. You went bush. I went bush. I got pretty fucking sick of seeing those cows just quietly. Uh, I went bush. <laughs> I stayed with a friend for a week. Because uh, I, I hadn't been away for, I can't remember the last time I went away. No. And I've got to say. And you're quite a regular getawayer. Yeah, Because you, well, as you work. have told me, because it's also something, so to look forward to. something to look forward to. And it's also incredibly good for you to get out and away from your normal surrounds. Absolutely. It's, yes. It's my therapy. So I had spent a week. Wandering the paddocks of bigger, I went and visited. What was that? A wind, I think. Oh, Helen at the general store. Went over and saw Denise at the pub. Then I met a new friend, and he showed me uh, he's the world's biggest collection of bottle openers. <laughs> and I put a little movie up on the Works World page. Um, I just love country people. They're oh, nice. just so not cunts. Yes. They are so lovely and like, you know, we had a dodgy tyre and, you, you know, how much? Nah, nothing. Hey, it took me five minutes, you know. It's a new thing. That's $750. Uh, yes. Plus GST. And we can't do it until next week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a live, lied back sort of. Yeah. Just nice. It's a nice pace. How far is that from Sydney? Three hours. Oh, God, that's not too bad. No. I and thought it was further than that. And it was just lovely. So and I the countryside looked just beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. so green and beautiful. And then I come back to a household full oh. of huge units. 
Mr. Wu telling me all the things he's done for the household that oh. week. I've done this and I've done that and I've done that. And I'm looking at what him going. He, like, he, said, mm-hmm. he said, like, I did a couple of loads of washing. Yeah. It's and like, I'll, yeah, that's called running a household. Yeah, Dick like, Ward. I do it every day. You don't need a fucking parade. <laughs> and he goes, we've got, no, is there someone upstairs? No, there's the wind blowing. Okay. Look, it's windy. Um, and he goes, and there's absolutely no food. And I swear to God, these boys had defrosted the freezer and eaten every sort of <laughs> steak. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Like anything. They're Can you imagine what they'd do at my place where I've got the coffin like out, oh, the, yeah, out yeah. the back? The f- it would be empty. There. I would have gone, come back after a week and it would be empty. They ate a fillet of steak yesterday morning for breakfast. They, uh, And I fill it. And I fill it. Fuck. <gasps> <laughs> so it's taken me all day today to put the house actually back together. Uh, I'm not even going into um, Harry's room. Jack's room's always spotless and lovely and... Oh, none of my children's rooms are spotless and lovely. So anyway, yes, you're a hero, Mr. Wood. Well done. Uh, let's move on to on the list. Let's try and keep things cranky. <laughs> I've got two things on the list. Yes. One, Byron Bay influencers. You are just such knobs. And I've seen you on, on your pages. It gets sent to me by people who are concerned. And you're like, Byron Bay's not set up for the infrastructure to have this many visitors in it. Why is there so many visitors to Byron Bay? Because of you. And you were an Im- you were a visitor once. You're all fucking visitors. We're They're, all visitors. Yeah. I know. You are the problem. But they the- are the traffic. <laughs> you know how you sit, like I sit in traffic and complain about it? I am the traffic. I know. It's not lost on me. But Byron Bay influencers are too dim-witted to know that. But the thing about it is if we don't come and buy your fucking kombucha and your hemp pants, then you won't have a business to be on Instagram. So... There's mm. one, it was called Ruby Tuesday Matthews, and she is on my list. What an <laughs> entitled little brat. <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably going to get hate for this. Um, Does she even know about Ruby Tuesday? Or do you reckon she's like... That's her name. Yeah, but, you know, like it comes from the song. I don't know. She probably made it up. Um, but anyway, mm. get off your high horses. You don't own Byron Bay. Well, you know, that... that <laughs> They are the problem. And I'm going to move straight into my second lot, hashtag on the list. Yeah. Proud North Shore mums. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk about entitlement. Oh Didn't that backfire? And this is coming off the back, of course, of the the uh, scavenger hunt that the Shore boys put out. Yeah, about spitting on homeless people. People and sack-whacking strangers and hooking up with someone over 80 kilos. It was just a delightful read. Um, so then the North Shore mums wow. started a hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag no- proud North Shore mums. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Did they just get eaten alive? <laughs> Please tell me they got eaten alive. And spat out. I mean. In their hashtag- Helen Kaminsky hats. <laughs> <laughs> their pop chains. <laughs> Which is ironic because I am a North Shore mum, but like I've got a Run DMC t-shirt and like I'm just not that oh, way inclined. I just, I mean, hashtag, you know, hashtag not all boys. Hashtag not all Shore boys. Yeah. I mean, fuck off. If you are not then going to stand up and go, this is absolutely abhorrent behaviour and we are disgusted and we can't believe that these boys are leaving this school with that attitude. I know. Then you are part of the problem. But the problem is, Kim, it has been happening since I was a kid. Oh, God, of course it has. It's been happening for generation after generation of just churning out and it's actually hashtag not all boys. (sighs) Of course it isn't. I know. Of course. It's probably what? It was probably like 15 out of a year of two. I know, and look what they've done. Got, Soiled got the name. Panties in a twist. Well, 
Um, Julia Baird put up a tweet about this this week saying, I keep thinking about this. There are seven Anglican priests on the Shore Council, including the Archbishop. All would abhor this behaviour. But do they realise how hard it is to correct when they teach boys that men are the heads of women and women should not hold authority over them? Oh, I mean, there's no. That's so true. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly where, particularly the Sydney, like the Sydney diocese. I think it's called the Broken Bay diocese. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, but the Sydney diocese is one of the most conservative of the whole Anglican Church, like as in worldwide. Mm. Completely against women as ministers and having any holding any position of authority. They're absolutely like. There she goes. <laughs> That's what she does when she runs out of words. Anyway, there are my two things on the list. What's on your list? People who have stickers on the back of their cars calling for them to save a golf course from destruction. Or people that have stickers on their car saying where their kids go to school. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. I just think it makes it easier to key them in the car park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Our friend Rick Morton has a new book coming out. He's doing some great work at the moment. Oh, I just, I can't tell you how much I love him. Do you remember how drunk we got at his book launch? Oh, so drunk. Oh, Oh my my God. And Chris and his wife Kat were there for an idle dad and his wife. That's right. And a woman asked me out. Yes. You got propositioned. I know. She said, can I take you out to dinner? You're lovely. And I went, you're lovely too. I said, I'm married to a man. Yeah. And I've got (laughs) enough friends, you know. But it was very flattering. Of course it is. And then when you met um, Annabelle Crabb. No, Lisa. Lee Sales. Lee Sales. Two weeks after her father had passed away. And I talked about how that was a wake. The rockabilly wake that was going on oh, in the other room. Oh, that's right. God, it was a weird night. And we drank too much. So and then weird. I met Samantha Maiden. And she was really drunk. And she that's, was. that's me coming from it from being quite inebriated myself. <laughs> and I was just going. <laughs> and then she goes, looks at me. And she goes. Who are you? <laughs> and I went, I'm just a nobody. <laughs> Slunk off to get another beer. <laughs> who are you? You know what you should have said was, don't you know who I am? I'm Julia Roberts. Oh, God. I mean, but you know when you follow journos and you read them and whatever and you do feel like maybe when someone comes up to you in the supermarket – and feel like they know you because they listen to the hot flush. Yeah. It's a bit like that because I just feel like I knew her. But honestly, she just looked at me with like she had trodden dog shit. Yeah. Who, Who are, are you? you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was well and truly put in my place. Oh, God. That is that is really good. Anyway, really good. tell me about Rick's new book. <laughs> I'm sure we won't get invited this time. I think it's called... Um, by it's, memory, I think Rick. Oh, was, I'm going to I'm going to invite myself. Don't you worry. I think Rick was quite drunk that night too. Oh, of course he was. Like, he's <laughs> lo- like you're on book launches. If you're not going to like absolutely get smashed, um, so his first book, if people don't know, so Rick Morton is a remarkable journalist. Uh, we met has, him back when he was working at Mamma Mia. Yeah, he was working as he's like a, getting so fucking pussy whipped at Mamma oh, Mia. And he and then he went to uh, the Australian, and the work that he was doing there surprisingly on a Murdoch paper about just the horror show that was happening at the NDIA and the NDIS yeah. was 
was unmatched, unmatched by anyone else. He now writes for the Saturday paper and, again, the work he's been doing regarding aged, aged care, care is uh, – he's going to – I mean – I, he's going to win a Walkley and then he's going to win about 15 Walkleys. Like and then we're going to say he was our friend way back when. Yes, that's exactly right. And we're going to ride on his coat, coattails. Hitch, so hitch like, our wagons and, to that uh, So his latest book, and I don't know why I thought it would be in here, but he um, – He wrote a book uh, about growing up gay. No, that's no, Shannon Malloy. He that's Shannon Malloy. No, he he's wrote a book called A Hundred Years of dirt. dirt. And it was about oh. growing up in and, – and it's basically about – um, it's basically about poverty yeah. and social and, and injustices. Yeah, and just um, it's a real insight because you know how so many people, um, particularly um, probably North Shore mums uh, and, you know, particularly probably Shore mums, think that people who are unemployed or have generational unemployment um, are just lazy. Oh, did you he see the video the that they did of the Shaw boys saying that Blacktown and Mount Druitt were the worst suburbs in Sydney because they were full of druggos? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm not joking. Just what is happening? <laughs> My God. Anyway, um, but the way Rick wrote the book, which was about, you know, his family and growing up in really, really rural Australia and poverty – um, and domestic violence and tragedy, tragedy, the whole kit. He just did it in such an insightful way. His his words are remarkable. I don't know, he's so that's called a hundred years of dirt. And then his current book, and it's really annoying because I can't see the rest of the year. Um, I think it's called Money, or it could be called Gold, but I think it's about money. Um, Rick, I love how organised you are. I know, right? It's, it's it shows the level of. Um, Anyone would have thought you would have been an ex-ABC producer. I know. It's really good. Oh, look, I can't find it. That's really good, isn't it? I think it's called Money. Um, yeah, move on. And, yeah, it's – oh, no, it's called – oh, oh fuck, fuck's sake. I've lost it. On Money. Rick Morton on Money, it's called. And it's gold cover and everyone should go out. Uh, if you want to follow him on Insta or on Twitter, he's Squiggly, Squiggly Rick. Rick. Um, right. Okay, so that was him. I don't know why I was telling you that story. He's a bit uh, like Tony, I think, our friend Tony. He's like that kindness. Yes, that kindness and that cleverness. So clever. Clever. You know people with those whippet smart brains yeah. and you just go. Like mine is seriously, if you cracked my head open, it would look like ham and pea soup. <laughs> and it would be cold ham and pea soup. <laughs> with a bit of fat floating on the top. <laughs> I was going to say if you open mine, you'd just find really tired little ants just – Trying to get their feet over the little, like the little a couple of dead ones, <laughs> just on little, just on little bikes, on little exercise bikes. Just going, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, okay, that's another day. Oh get her God. up, get her get up, get her up, get her up. Okay, let's notify bladder, empty bladder. <laughs> hey, hormones, um, come in, hormones. I listened to a my one of my favourite journalists, Kara uh, Swisher, who is a remarkable, scary lesbian in the US and has basically been a tech journo since the tech industry began. She was interviewed the founders of Google when they were still working out of their garage, right? Mm. He know she's known Elon She knows things. She's known Elon Musk since like before like when he first set up his Is that his real name? Yeah. It's a stupid name. <laughs> Change your name, Elon. Elon. Have you seen his mother? No. She is She's a saucy, sexy minx. 
She's like one of those women. She'd have to have a lot of confidence to name her son Elon. Well, she's an ex – I think she actually technically was a model, but she's also quite a remarkable We're human. We're jumping around a lot. Let's get back to uh, your scary lesbian tech journal that you Oh, yeah. Well, this is – no, this is part of that because um, she – I think I need a, cat, a cattle prod. Focus. <laughs> Focus. Uh, she – um, this is, okay, indicative moment of parenting. Grover yeah. just sent me a text. Do you know where my board shorts are? <laughs> is that just not what we get all yeah, the time? Yeah, open up the Anyway, uh, she's set up a new podcast called Sway and she interviewed Elon Musk last week, I think. I listened to it today. It's really, I'm not actually happy with her interviewing style but what Elon has to say is really interesting. He's a really interesting, thoughtful, stupidly intelligent man. Um, so if you're into that sort of stuff, go and have a listen. And another thing I wanted to share with you all. And if you're not interested, it's all right because I don't care. Yeah, she also does an interview with Nancy Pelosi's. I haven't listened to that one yet. It's, she's awesome. Anyway, um, the but other ha- podcast. But have you been watching Love Island USA? No. Well, that's what you should be doing. No. Spending your time watching I that. I can't do that. But I did binge watch <laughs> Duchess, which is uh, the the series on Netflix with a American comedian called, I can't remember, Amanda someone, I think. Anyway, that was fantastic. I have been trying to watch um, I Hate... Susie? Yep. Have you watched it? Uh Okay, the first three episodes were interesting. The second, the fourth episode is some weird stream of consciousness sort of thing of her trying to masturbate and orgasm to anyone except the guy that she has fallen in love with whose cock she was sucking that was discovered in the photo. Jesus. Right? Then her phone was hacked, like, because it was the British phone hacking thing, right? And so, um, and the whole episode was that. I was like, oh. And you're a sex fiend. And I'm a sex fiend. (laughs) So, you know, like I'm up for it. And I seriously reached a point where I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is boring. Did you just get my pen to scratch your back? Yes. I need a back one. You know, I need a back scratcher. You want to get me a Christmas present? Okay. I will. I'll get you like a fancy Danish one that costs $700. Oh, wow. Mm. That will actually probably not be pointy enough, so it won't no, actually it won't, satis- it won't be satisfying. Um, and no, so nothing else on your list this week. Uh, no, actually, no. Can we, can we just give a shout out to the dear president and his lovely wife who are suffering? Now we were talking about this before we came on air because you had put up a couple of memes about you know how RBG has you know made her first deal with God. Yeah. <laughs> And, and there's a there's a, a, one of, other ones. a Melania who is digging digging a hole, going I make a I make, I make a poor husband. I make. <laughs> so of course, and then of course there was backlash about you know it's not nice to it's, no, it doesn't reflect one. well on you as a person to be you know wishing ill will on someone. Let me like and where let me read one. Okay, as much as I dislike Trump, I don't think making fun of someone who could possibly become really sick and die as an older man is funny. Just not cool. Hashtag on the list. Hashtag on the list. And you know what? Like, if he was just, say, let's say he was Tony Abbott. Yeah. Then we would be genuinely like, fuck, he's poor family. Yeah. Like, he's got three daughters. But you know. we are talking about but a man. But we're talking about a man who has, who has happily, with clearly no issues in his conscience, separated children from parents and had them kept in cages. He has overseen 
a complete lack of policy that has resulted in more than 200,000 people dying. A friend of ours who lives in the States... He didn't think it was real for months and he still refers to it as the China virus. And he, a friend of ours who lives in the States told me this week that she has... She said the main people who are being affected are Hispanic and black families. Mm -hmm. She said white families are really not really you know i mean yes they're getting sick but the the level of care is somewhat different and she said she has a hispanic and we all know how donald trump feels about hispanic and black people from his actions and from his actions from the 70s and 80s through to now so she knows a hispanic family that lives a couple of blocks from her they've lost 17 family members to covid 19 17 family members and this is the man that has overseen a government that has basically allowed that to happen. Mm. For those people who are watch, who watch The Handmaid's Tale, like I'm a big fan, it's just ironic and uncanny, the similarities in the beginning of that and what's happening over in America. Right. Um, so, yes. So, anyway. So, shove it up your bum because I can say nasty things about him if I want to because generally I don't be a speak ill of anyone. Like, for God's sake, I had a sex dream about Barnaby Joyce. My mind is really fucked up but not as fucked up as Donald's. No. Do you know what I had a dream about last night? Tell me. Standing in the shower and deciding whether to use shower gel or a bar of soap. Always a bar of soap. That was my dream. I think shower gel's manky. Yeah, but then some. A lot of people say soaps manky. Well, most people would say you'd have to use something like Dermavine or one of those non-soap. <laughs> looks like jizz. <laughs> you and squat it, it out, and it looks like jizz in your hand, and you're like, ew. Where's some coloring? Where's some fragrances? No, but it's all colour free and fragrance free. It's jizz. Wow. Squirt. <laughs> I like the Dove cucumber and mint one. So do I. <laughs> I thought you wanted soap. No, they make it in soap. Oh, do they make it in soap? Yeah. But I thought, uh, this is what it's come to. This is what it's come to, dear listeners. We're talking about, this is, I was telling this story as an example of how mundane my life has become. Sorry, I haven't got it. Oh, Nivea. She's got some Nivea now. But does that mean, does Nivea cream soft once it's wet, does it never go hard again? Is is that weird squelch? Like it just goes really soft in your hand. Oh and then there's always one little lonely pube stuck there's to it. There's always a pube stuck to it. And like, you know, if Oscar uses soap, he's a Wookiee. That man, that, you know, that young man has more hair on his body. than. That's why I don't ever use this downstairs bathroom. Because oh. that's full of hair bears. <laughs> and I'm fresh. <laughs> How often do you wash your hair? Oh, uh, once, when it's as long as, like, now it's long, uh, once a week. And I just put a purple shampoo through it. Nice. But... When it's super short, I can just not ever wash it. Just wet it. Just wet it. Mm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I love it. Like, that was one of the reasons why I did it. Have you bought any th- interesting fashion lately? No. Oh, no. I did buy – oh, my God. I bought another linen dress, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a summer dress, <laughs> right? It's, it's for summer, for wearing to work. Oh, those who are new, she bought these linen dresses – from yeah. an eBay ad or something. Oh, it was like terrible. That. And they turned up and they were just, oh my God, so bad. And um, no, these, this is from Montaigne, which is just stupidly expensive French linen. And um, it was on sale. So I was like, which you is wear it it was to still. The sh- the shore, proud shore I mums. could totally wear it with a Helen Kaminsky hat. Like, seriously, 
I'm like a hair's whisker off that. And then all I need is some um, red um, Mary Jane's Echoes. from Echo. <laughs> I was just going to say from Echo. <laughs> and then I return. A tart. A tart. And, and then, then I'm, go to I'm the good to go. And then I'm good to go. Oh, let's go for a brunch. <laughs> Let's go for a brunch at Bayview Golf Course. We? That's really no. Considering, remember, like a couple of weeks ago, we were reading the Riot Act about not being judgmental and not on the Facebook page. I know. How many? How, and we're gonna we're gonna cop shit. For oh, it, we are gonna cop shit. But you know, I'm 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 down with that. I'm down with it. Yeah, same. Because the passing of Helen Reddy. Bring it on. Like bring bring I it on because I'm ready for a fight. I am woman Hemi Roar. What a wonderful talent! I know. She and was. didn't that just get completely overlooked this week? I know. I, do, I feel like that was not given nearly as much. No. Imagine if it was John Farnham. Oh, that really would be the farewell tour, wouldn't it? Check in the box to see if he was still in there. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> oh, god. Will the voice try and understand it? it. Make a noise and make it Goodbye. <laughs> You'd have to have Daryl Braithwaite there, like singing. Oh, like, Barnsey. Oh, Barnsey. Oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, Helen really died and it was really sad. And and I think the thing that actually made me even more upset about that was Annabelle Crabb was about to film with her for a new doco series she's doing on the ABC about women in politics. Mm. And she was about to spend a day with her filming. No. Oh, I got that wrong. Sorry, that was Sarah Ryan. Um, Not Sarah Ryan. Um, are you sure oh. the ants are all working? Oh, my are God. Sure the ants aren't working. I just went from Helen uh, Reddy to Susan Ryan, um, who I was the political – like who was the minister in the Hawke government and brought in like the Sex Discrimination Act. I'm not sure how – I mean, Helen Reddy and Susan Ryan, like that actually is – they do correlate, you know, because I was sort of talking about women. But, wow, <laughs> that mind slip was just – You see, you talk about the perimenopausal brain fog. Yeah, you just you, listen you, to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to take a quick <sighs> break and we're going to get those ants fired up, I think. Oh, my God. Have we been going for 45 minutes? <laughs> We're going to come back and oh we're going to talk about your most embarrassing moments. Oh, I can't wait. I haven't looked at them because I, oh, want, no, them. Neither I am want I. Them. <laughs> I want them to be a surprise. And I'll tell you how that, how I shat my pants in the kitchen oh, back God. after this break. Okay. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> we've just been laughing and laughing and we've realised that this really is part of our therapy. So when we do skip <laughs> a weekend... We kind of fall off the bandwagon a little bit, but I tell you what, having a good laugh with an old chum is probably about better than taking an ecstasy with a tequila chaser. Oh, it has to be, surely. Surely. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? I know we're meant to just do readers' questions after the break. Uh, my new toy arrived from Vush. Oh. Or Vush. Or Vush. Vush. Yes. Okay, to explain to them what the hell you mean. Uh, well, so Vush did the um, special deal with Bodzilla. Oh, Bodzilla was thrilled to be mentioned in our last. I know. Well, she's awesome. I know. And she also did a, did a special Bo- campaign with um, Vush where you got like 65% off. So I got like a <laughs> $200-plus clit stimulator for like 75 you know, you can just use the back of a toothbrush, electric toothbrush, can't you? Oh, yeah, that just sort of tends to burn your clit off. <laughs> this is like, it's like a little sucker. It was good. What colour is it? Oh, it's terrible hot pink, candy pink. Why do they do that? Why? I just want a black one. Yeah. 
Just black. Why does it have to be pink? That's or purple. Just so sexist. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. But, the, but you know, luckily, got my, any other luckily my gunt means that I can't actually see it when I'm using it. So, <laughs> Jesus, Kim. <laughs> You're welcome. Can you think of any other, way, other ways you could use that machine? Because I was thinking it might be good at like sucking up blackheads or something like that. Ooh. Maybe on that ingrown hair of yours. That I gets know. a big. Can you still believe that? I, is it still there it's or is it gone? Still there. Oh, wow. I've got this you better ing- be careful that ingrown hair doesn't go in and wrap itself around your jawline, your jawbone. It looks like coming out my nose soon. <laughs> Imagine the satisfaction though when you get it to come out. Oh, <gasps> speaking of. I wonder of which, how long it will be. I had a triple barreled. Oh, what was going on? Triple barreled ingrown hair. Have you ever had a triple barreled? No. Three of them got together, had a meeting, and went, let's just really fuck her up. Because three in a row, straight back in, and I couldn't walk. I would have come over, but Do you you know how many disgusting people I have as friends? (laughs) I've got the divine Miss M who gets irate, and of course Mrs Goodman. Yeah. Well, there was three of them. You could have had the three of us. (laughs) We could have been like the three pusketeers. Podcast. We totally should. Fuck <laughs> this women's Can you health. Write that down. Fuck this women's health shit. <laughs> the three pusketeers. <laughs> Do you reckon that's the that's the name of the podcast this yep. week? Yep. That's it. Oh, lovely. That's it. There's nothing like my labia majora being discussed on oh. mainstream media. I know. Form a lively cue, isn't that what uh, we say? <laughs> Form an orderly cue. Jog orderly cue, gents. <laughs> <laughs> or look lively. Look lively, gents. Oh, God, you have to go with a hazmat suit and a mask. <clears throat> anyway, that would be our fifth emphysemic cackle this episode. We're moving on oh, to something. Gosh. Okay. When I asked for a topic this week and I said to Mrs. Berry, I said, well, there's so much shit going on in the world. Can we just have a laugh? <laughs> and then she said, what about we talk about embarrassing moments? And I said, you know, I get such a thrill out of laughing at people. And not necessarily with them. <laughs> this sort of stemmed from an incident that I actually wrote about on the Facebook page where I was in North Sydney. I lived in North Sydney, um, but across the freeway. And I was in North Sydney at the shops doing some stuff and I was with my older son, Harry. And I started breaking out into sweats and my, my stomach started gurgling. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to go to the toilet. Um, so I found – I hate public toilets. So I found a toilet, went like, thank God, you know, just that instant relief and I'm – coming home crossing over the bridge when it started again and i was like round two i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and harry's like you shit at them you're embarrassing me and i said i'm gonna fucking embarrass you a lot more in a minute (laughs) unless you start doing counting one two three four and helping me with my cramp because it was like i was in labor jesus and so i was sweating buckets my stomach was churning i've seen the back door i've run in the back door and then it happened in my kitchen i shat my pants that feeling that feeling and you just go like you just it's like a little bit of your dies you know because you're just like what what is this what is it but when i shared that story because we we all think we have rectal integrity (laughs) until you like hit like perimenopause uh, and 
because nothing can hold that back. Research and apparently it's about periods and and hormones and progesterone and test whatever it is own. Um, and you can sometimes just get onset diarrhea out of nowhere for no particular reason. But it opened the, the pardon the pun. It opened the floodgates for yes. so many people to say that they'd shat themselves in the supermarket and they'd well, shat themselves in the car. I would just like to say that in everyone regaling us with their stories. There is a lot of people shitting themselves out there. So we need to talk about that. We've got to talk about it because, wow, Jill did. Um, oh, I did like Amanda's story because she ate the dog treats. That was pretty good. So what, what, Louise, she, did it, she shat herself at the shop. So if you are a member of the Hot Flush Facebook group, you would be privy to all of this information. If you're not a member, we kindly enjoy you and uh, – what am I saying – Invite you to join. Yes. Um, yeah, Louise shat herself at the shops. <laughs> um, Leah got up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet, as we all suddenly need to now. Yeah, 2.30 2 is my time. And then managed to trip over and then shat herself. So that was good. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. So I'm yeah, so sorry. Who was that? I Lee? don't, Leah. Thank you, darling. That's such a good share. <sighs> um, Tara had a period leak when she was at Pilates. That would be – I think they'd see that often though. Do you reckon? It's one of the reasons why I refuse to go to, to yoga. Exercise. Is because remember any, when you had any a, of those positions Remember when fine. you had a period leak at work? Oh, my God, the period leak at the ABC. Yes, what like happened? When you do live radio you, and you're, you can't just go to the toilet in the middle of it, so I just had to hold on and then – And there was no stopping that. Nah, and it splat <laughs> on – splat on my shoe <laughs> – in the hallway as I was doing the period run, like you know, yeah, when you're running with your legs together, t- together, and then you then your little feet flailing on the outside. My God! And there was a that, there was a tampon in. So oh, it yeah. wasn't the first. It wasn't the arrival. That's why people. But say, it's still just all down. When my people legs. say to me, you should Ugh. you should try multi bodies or you should try <laughs> menstrual cups, and I'm like, it's like trying to hold back the tide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Leah, got to love running to the loo at stupid o'clock. Didn't turn on any lights as you don't want to wake up the beasts. Tripped over some thongs in the hallway. Do your back and shit yourself. (laughs) 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 What else have you got? Uh, Michelle says, I once answered the door dressed in nothing but a dressing gown, greasy hair and a white clay face mask to find Andrew Johns standing there asking for directions to his friend's house across the road. Well... Don't get me started on Andrew Johns. Yes, I was just saying, you should have slammed that door. Yeah, you should have just slammed that door and told him to just go fuck himself. Sorry. <coughs> I don't know that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, I, then there was, hang on, I've just, uh, um, someone went to work with a mighty hangover. Oh, Janet went to work with an almighty hangover oh. and then threw up halfway through the day. Oh, I think everybody's <laughs> been there, Janet. I think back back in the days when you would go out on a Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights, um, you know, when you might be 23 or 24, yeah. got your first yeah. job and you go out for drinks after work and it's never nice. Uh, so Ursula flashed the courier who bent down to put the parcel on our doorstep while I was getting dressed with the with the blind only halfway down. So he's gone down to the step level. Oh. Coming back up, can see in the bedroom through the half open Beaver. blind. Oh. Beaver or boobs or both? Oh, God, he would have. Wow. Yikes. Um, 
Oh, a couple of travel, like travel belly stories. Yeah, I've got some of those. Oh, I've got some really <sighs> good ones. You, have one, you had one in the middle of oh, you in no. Marrakesh or you were in somewhere. Or I was, was that in the Turkey. one where you, Yeah, Turkey. And But then you got on the train to, and you ended up in oh, Russia or something. Yeah. You were meant to be in London. And then I got pulled off the train and <laughs> fucking, oh, God, happy. And this is all before Facebook and all before mobile phones. Yes. Uh, Belinda, our beautiful friend Belinda, I dislocated my knee on a plane in Tennant Creek Ouch. and had to get carried off by the local fireys with a green whistle clenched between my teeth. God, I love the green whistle. Oh, um, I get one at the dentist. Yeah. After a hospital visit, I attempted to run some professional development sessions off my face on painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> my colleague kept giving me the strangest looks and I didn't know why. <laughs> this was 2018. <laughs> 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 oh, my friend Rachel had some wrist surgery this week and she tried to flirt with nurses while coming out of a general anaesthesia today. She could barely string words together. You uh, once proposed to an anaesthetic doctor, apparently. I did. I once proposed. He was so good looking. Oh, and an anaesthetist. They're the best paid profession in the world. I know, but they're also the, the nuttiest. Do you, do you know that? They're quite no. kooky. Um, oh, and okay. I just kept patting his hand going, you. Oh, that reminds me of the time, the hot radiographer. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, they should just have a blanket ban on hot people that touch your bits. Um, so I have got a cyst in my right breast and it's been there for years and it just gets checked every year or so. And this hot radiographer, he was going, you know, like manhandling it and lifting my boob up and doing oh. that radiographer thing. Yeah. And then I said, could you tell me if it's a boy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't laugh so I didn't think it was hot. Oh, no, that's not hot. You know, you gotta. Yeah. You know, that's like uh, that's my thing. When I have medical appointments, I crack inappropriate jokes. Yes, it's my way to get through. Uh, Georgina says that every time she gets twilight sedation, the ambo or the anaesthetist takes the pulse in her wrist, and every single time she tells them that she accidentally touched their penis. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so good. Um, Now, Holly says her younger brother caught her in the act when I was 16. So, caught her in the act of sex or having having a – just having a fap? No, I think sex. Hmm. I once scratched my groin, like, so I was on the back veranda. I had a a T-shirt on. Oh, my favourite story ever. And – I just have her undies on. And, you know, I just scratched my groin. Weren't you mowing the lawn? No, no, I wasn't mowing the lawn. I think I had mown the lawn. (laughs) But I just had like, you know, I was just dagging around the house. So I just had undies on and an oversized T-shirt. So on the back veranda, I scratched my groin and then just casually just sniffed (laughs) my fingers. Just casually. You know, like just, I don't know. It was just (laughs) like a, I didn't do it with thinking. I wasn't like, oh, yeah. Like I just scratched and sniffed. Were you just saying if you needed to take a shower? I scratched and sniffed. That's all I did. Anyway, I look up and the quite odd owner of the, you know, wife bashing house next to us uh, who used to wear T-shirts with um, stencils of on the front, like rainbows and unicorns and or dolphin stencils. Like he was one of those, like a grown man in one of those T-shirts with like, stencils of dolphins on it anyway, and he's quite tall and he was just standing there <laughs> on the other side of what the did you fence. do i just went oh, hi and we just went inside all good oh good smells a treat <laughs> like roses 
Jenny said she got high on endone at the hospital and was using sick bags that were empty on her head like a rooster. (laughs) Like a rooster's comb. Going around crowing around the ward. (laughs) My, My husband and daughter were so embarrassed but made me do more with the laughing. And each time the doctor came in, they had to quiet me down. This is the best group of people I've ever oh met. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, my face is hurting. Oh, oh. That's just great. <laughs> oh, God. Rosie says, when I was a ballerina, wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, start off to a good start. Oh, yeah. I performed my first solo piece for the VAD. Victorian Academy of Dance. Okay. Only to realise as I curtsied that my tampon string was hanging out of my leotard. Wow. I just can't imagine doing ballet when you've got your periods because, like, I'm, like, laid up. I'm doing all that moving. Oh, that's just too, you know. And I totally made up that place that she was at. What place? The RAD. Royal Academy oh. of Dance, I just made that up. Oh, well, it sounded very, it I sounded know, very I know, good. I know. Um, oh, Robin, she fell through the Telstra manhole cover and landed <laughs> with one, one leg thigh deep in the pit, stuffed my back, hurt my leg and bruised my ego, all in one little set. I always, I always, um, and, you know, being on the farm this week, uh, you know, both of you and I are often suffering from falls. Yes. And I was treading like a Clydesdale. <laughs> so every time I read about someone's fall, I'm like, remember when I slipped over in the backyard here and pulled my groin muscle? Yes. You don't realise how much you need a groin muscle no. until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, that, it's, that, it's, that, it's always the way. It's like, you know, you don't know how much you use your hips until you, you know, get bisitis in your hip joint. Apparently that's excruciating. Oh, a Mr. Woog update toe. Oh. All good. All good. Finally. Only taken Jesus, six months. Six months. Fuck. 2020, the year of the fucking foot. Jesus. Um, Yeah, forget COVID. It's all (laughs) been about Mr. Woog's foot and his toe and that. Oh, God. Julie, I shat myself in the (laughs) greengrocers. So, Julie, I want to know, like, did did you fart and follow through or was it just, like, came from nowhere? Because I always get a few moments notice. Sometimes I, I can get a particular... Where I'm like, I'm I actually, I'm not confident that's a fart. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sue, just last weekend, husband parked outside the cheesecake shop and I got out of the car to pick up a birthday cake. I'd taken out my wallet and left my bag on the floor. My foot got tangled in the bag strap and I went into a very long, slow-mo <laughs> dive into the gutter. The cake shop and the next door coffee shop were chockers. It was equally heartening and embarrassing to see so many offers of assistance to an old girl. <laughs> that reminds me of the time I was in Thailand and it was just after 9-11 and like it was, the world was a pretty scary place and uh, I had gone to a bar with my friend Penny who's the most debaucherous person in the world and of course, being a safety girl, I wrapped my, um, my handbag around the table, leg of the table and then the car backfired somewhere. So I thought, of course, a bomb had gone off. Of course. That's so a natural progression. I, I grabbed my handbag and ran <laughs> and dragged the whole table and chairs out to the street. <laughs> That's like George Costanza when there's a fire at the kids' party. 
tramples the old people and the kids. And yeah, I was pushing kids out of the way, people oh out of the way, and then I'll just gosh. take the chairs and table with me. That's um, what my handbag is wrapped around. Oh, wow. I feel I've just had sex for three hours. I've laughed so much. <laughs> Do you remember that when you were young and you'd spend all Saturday in bed? Oh, yeah. Or you wouldn't wake up until like 11 or 12 and then you'd just like read the paper. All day. No, oh, yeah, you'd have sex. All day. Yeah. When you first get together with your partner and you just... Oh, it's all you do. It's all you do. Yeah. And then you get a UTI and a bit of thrush. So I was good ho- being a woman. Kylie says she was hosing out the chook water bowl out the front. Next door, we're having their roof replaced. Lots of young tradies about. Oh, hello. Replaced their water, popped them back in their run, waved to the boys before <laughs> heading back inside. Mirror at the entry. One of the girls was out and proud. Didn't even feel the breeze. Your boobs. Tits out for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> they took a very long time to finish that job, didn't they? Oh, God. Uh, Sky, I was running errands after a doctor appointment where they needed a urine sample in a jar. The pathology is next door. Given that I really didn't need to pee yet, I thought I'd go over the road to the shopping complex, grab a drink and some bits and pieces, do said wee and drop it in on the way home. I did the deed and carried on with grabbing a few last things at the very busy price line. As I had gone to pay with phone in a hurry, I reached in my bag and pulled out my phone only to have the pee jar in the plastic bag grip with my phone and it flung right at the cashier's chest and landed directly in front on the desk. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. I I was a ball of laughs and embarrassment. Said cashier, not so much. I have never, ever seen a more disgusted look on someone's face. Bystander, well, yeah, it's it's urine. (laughs) Like, thank fuck it was in a bag. Bystanders presented not to say anything. I think that was the funniest part. Anyway, as you were. <laughs> oh, and hell had um, the classic bend over fart at work. That's always a good one. I, I liked Sharon's story too, that she was new, new to a school and she'd gone, decided to go to the PTA meeting. And so she turned up and, and pulled up a chair and had a coffee and got the kids little kids settled and and then just sat down with the group and then eventually it was just like the group of cool in mums yeah and they sort of went are you here for the pta meeting that's next week was it alcoholics anonymous (laughs) no it was just the cool mums from school having their morning coffee oh right it could also be alcoholics anonymous let's be honest well yeah let's be honest God, judgy mm. smudgy was a bear. I know, Jill. I shat myself with every step I took to get to the bathroom at dinner with some girlfriends at a local restaurant. Every single mortifying step. <laughs> we should actually discuss this because it's obviously a thing. Yes. Because we talked about wetting your pants a lot and we know why that happens. But let's have a look for next week to why are so many women shooting themselves? Rectal integrity. Where does it go? And I think just poo in general is really interesting. I'm sorry if you've decided not to follow us anymore after this week's episode. I, I don't blame you for one moment. <laughs> uh, what are you looking forward to, Kim? Uh, it, well, it's a long weekend mm-hmm. and I'm taking next Friday off. So mm-hmm. I've just got a three-day week. Nice. Which is very, which is very lovely. Um, and I'm getting my hair cut next Friday. I'm taking three of the boys to see Louise, my hair person, who has just opened her own salon. Shout out hair to Louise. Hair by Lulu. 
in Leichhardt. Hair by Lulu in Leichhardt. And she is... She's beautiful inside and out and incredibly talented hairdresser. I'm going to go and see my hairdresser, Sasha, from Sage Hair and Beauty. Yes. At Willoughby on Willoughby Road. Yes. And um, that's how good. How good is it having a good hairdresser? It's really good. And you know what I like looking at me now? I'm not a maintenance girl, so I like to leave it till it's really manky. Yeah. And I've got like maybe two inches of grey hair happening. So a lot of people go every six weeks on the dot so no one ever sees them in this feral state that I'm currently in. But your hair's clean. It's clean. Of course it's clean. I washed it. I'm not an animal. Yeah. I'm not a savage. I'm not a savage. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine us when we do actually just go, yeah, I'm not dying it anymore? Because I, I sort of said, get it though. Like, well, I said to Rob the other day, because it's like this hasn't been dyed for like uh, almost three months. And I said, I'm kind of tempted to just cut off the bleach and just have a scruffy short do in just my natural colour. Yeah. Well, your natural colour is a blondie ash and it's quite lovely. No, it's just mouse brown. It's not. But this front bit. It's blondie ashen. (laughs) Blondie ashen. Ashen. Ashen's like bad. Oh, it's it's grey. It's ash. Ash. Golden ash. Yeah. Um, but see how the front bit looks? You don't get the really strong line of the regrowth. Should we just stop it's the podcast? This is all grey. Is this like, just this now who we are? So now it just, that's why it looks like, yeah, no, this is who we are now. Like, <laughs> they can all turn off if they don't like it. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of tempted. And then Rob said to me, you know, he said, you would be the best cranky dyke if you did that. You would have perfect cranky dyke hair. And I went, I so would. Like, I really would. That really t- close crop to your head, just your own salt and pepper. I could be you yelling. You need to have a feature I could be earring. shouting. I'd need to be – I could be shouting at cars within minutes. Yeah. Shakes fists at clouds. <laughs> Get off my stoop. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to our Patreons who actually keep us in gin. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to join the Patreon page, all you do is chuck us $5 a month, which is cheaper than going and buying a Who magazine, let's be honest. And you don't even need to ch- chuck us 5 You can chuck us 2 if you want. Or you can chuck us 50 <laughs> We're not going to say no. We're not going to say just no. Giving you a hot Obviously, tip. our commercial successes continue to reach heights of unleveled. I know. Yeah, no. Whatever happened with us getting ads? We need to follow that up this week. <laughs> this is why nothing happens because we go, oh, we that's even, exciting. We oh. even had a, had a meeting with a, a business coach and oh, she we gave did. us all these things to do. Have you done any of those? No. Have you changed my photo yet on the uh, – Oh, God, no. That's so funny. I totally forgot about that. Okay, so – Okay, I'm going to write that down. So, change. Um, Stock shot. So we've got a website now because we need to have a website because of something I don't know. Uh, to, for Google for to Google Google to rate you on the on Google Podcast. So I created a website. I'm sick of people rating us unless Me. we get in the top ten. I created a website. And anyway, it's I shit. said, I said, what? Like, who wants to make? It? If someone wants to actually fix it and look after our website for us for free, <laughs> then just put your hand up. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I said, why have you used a picture of that's not me? And she she looked me in the eye and she said. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I did. There's a photo of you. And so I pulled it up and showed her. And I said, I wish that was me because she was very fetching and she looked very smart. She looked really smart. And, uh, and it wasn't me. Also probably about 15 years younger than us. Yeah, really well put together. Yes. Laughing into a computer with a coffee and she in had her hand. that sort of nice... Chestnutty sort of Chestnutty red, like stra- almost strawberry blonde chestnut, that really nice... Yeah. Sort of indefinable but uh, but charming reddish hair. You could just tell she was efficient. Oh, yes. 
Yes. And she had a good sense of humour. But it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Oh, God, we really need to end this. Okay. Jesus Thanks Christ. so much. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. A super long one this week. And as we like to say, just keep plucking.